This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, September 9th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Dowling. Here's today's headlines. SB 559 pull for year. Confusion reigns with budget. Dems finalizing ag spending. And Biden filling key appellate seats. Hurtado pulls SB 559 as farm groups point finger at assembly. Senator Melissa Hurtado of Sanger pulled SB 559 ahead of floor votes on yesterday, shelving the water infrastructure bill for the year. The action put the last nail on the bill's coffin after a committee stripped the measure of funding provisions worth nearly $800 million. Farm and water organizations immediately issued statements decrying the Assembly's gutting of the bill. The Fryant Water Authority worried that ignoring the infrastructure needs would have devastating effects. California Citrus Mutual President and CEO Casey Creamer argued that California cannot afford to waste even a single drop of its limited water resources as it faces drought. The move to strip SB 559 of its funding demonstrates the clear intent of the Assembly to drive food production out of California, said California Fresh Fruit Association President Ian LeMay. Similarly, Western Growers President and CEO Dave Puglia said the Assembly's leaders have no uncertainty as to the future they want for farmers, farms, farm workers, and communities of the San Joaquin Valley. He argued that farm workers, quote, will lose the most when farmers cannot irrigate. Puglia shared his gratitude for Hutado as well as those who stood with her even as their leaders gave them and all of us the middle finger. On that note, Assembly Member Robert Rivas of Hollister pulled AB 252, a bill establishing a program for repurposing fallowed farmland to support conservation goals. Instead, an ag package is under negotiation that would allocate $50 million for the effort. A muddled budget process adds confusion over ag package. For two sessions, the pandemic has disrupted the state's standard budget process. This has led to skeleton budget bills passed to meet deadlines, followed by dozens of trailer bills to flesh out details months later. It has also led to confused messaging. On Tuesday, CDFA Secretary Karen Ross reported that $363 million for funding ag engine upgrades is in the works as a part of a two-year spending plan. To clarify, the administration and lawmakers have been negotiating a budget bill junior that includes $170 million for this program, but known as Farmer, with another $43 million for the effort from the Carl Moyer program at the Air Resources Board. The administration is proposing an additional $150 million for Farmer and the 2022-23 budget, which carries little certainty for ag interests. This would be a part of next year's budget negotiations, which begin in January. Given that the money would come from the state's general taxpayer fund, the allocation would depend on tax revenues and whether the state has maintained its economic growth. In budget hearings, lawmakers have struggled to separate proposed provisions for next year from the current trailer bills and budget bills that were passed in June. Ag groups tell Dems, leave inheritance taxes alone. 
Sources familiar with the agriculture provisions and the massive spending package Democrats are putting together expect it to include historic increases in conservation and research spending, totaling nearly $36 billion. House Agriculture Committee is due to debate the provisions on Friday. Today, the House Education and Labor Committee will debate its portion of the spending package that includes $35 billion in child nutrition spending. The measure would make 9 million additional children eligible for free school meals. By the way, nearly 330 ag groups are urging the Democratic Chairman of the House Ways and Means and Senate Finance Committees to preserve existing tax rules for inherited assets. The groups are concerned about plans to start taxing capital gains at death. A proposal to defer the tax liability on family farms could still discourage the sale of farmland depending on its implementation, the groups say in their letter to committees. Democrats reportedly have been considering a special exemption for agriculture. GAO faults USDA's food box assessment. USDA needs to do a better job collecting data on future emergency food programs. The Government Accountability Office says in a report analyzing the food box program, which was created early in the COVID-19 pandemic. The speed with which the program was rolled out in May 2020 prevented the department from gathering enough information to allow GEO to determine whether it achieved two of its stated goals, that helping food distributors retain jobs and helping food producers faced with declining demand. USDA officials acknowledged that a key lesson learned during the implementation of the food box program was the need to collect and analyze such data, but that the department did not have time to do so, said GAO, which is the investigative arm of Congress. Now, take note, USDA's annual report on food security released yesterday shows that the rate of food insecurity in the U.S. remained flat at 10.5% last year despite the COVID-19 pandemic. Beefed-up nutrition assistance and other government programs such as unemployment insurance and an eviction moratorium likely uh, helped to keep the rate from rising. But the prevalence of food insecurity increased for households with children from 13.6% in 2019 to 14.8% last year. USDA expands drought aid for cattle producers. The Agriculture Department is increasing the amount of assistance available to drought-stricken cattle producers by adding coverage for feed transportation costs to the Emergency Assistance for Livestock, Honeybees, and Farm-Raised Fish program. The ELAP program, which compensates livestock, honeybee, and farm-raised fish producers for losses from disease, weather events, and other adversarial conditions, already covers the cost of hauling water during drought. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack told reporters yesterday that because of the expansive drought, producers are having to transport feed long distances. The assistance will cover up to 60% of the feed transportation costs that exceed what eligible producers would normally incur. For socially disadvantaged, limit resource, beginning or military veteran producers, the reimbursement rate could be as high as 90%. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Here's today's He Said It. Setting mandates to cut greenhouse gas emissions has left agriculture to become collateral damage rather than a meaningful partner. 
That California Farm Bureau President Jamie Johansson in an op-ed for Cal Matters opposing AB 1395, a measure calling for near total carbon neutrality by 2045. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, September 9th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.